0: Together we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dromicei, and Michael Schwartz on the Answer San Diego.
1: All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio on FM ninety six 1, AM eleven seventy.
2: The Answer. Well,
1: Michael Schwartz and Joe Dromicei has done it again. They bailed on us, but that's okay. I've got the better of the team. I've got Wendy Hoffman in the house. COO of San Diego County Gun Owners
2: That's right.
1: does a phenomenal job. We've got so much to talk about. But right now, this segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. And if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant. Maybe you got one as a gift or an inheritance. Well, you can call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. You can call him at 760-642-7150 or just visit the website at dillonlawgp.com. Hey, guess what? We're on YouTube. So tune in live stream at youtube.com slash gun owners radio. And please hit the like and subscribe button and tell as many friends as you can.
2: All right, so thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, We are finishing up Cover Your Asp week right now with Mm -hmm. Gun Owners Radio. We'll chat a little bit more about it later on in the show. But first, Dave, what is your shirt of the week?
1: Don't you love this? I do. I love it. Gun Range San Diego. And you know what's funny? (laughs) I bought this shirt like about (laughs) a month and a half ago cuz it's comfortable and it's 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 not it's subtle mm-hmm. it gets the point across and nothing i like supporting better than uh, uh gun uh, gun sports i can't even say it say uh, what is it gun owners egg yeah.
2: the gun range san diego it has got
1: too many guns in there
2: <laughs> and
1: uh yeah monica it's uh run by a a young lady that veronica, veronica mm-hmm. that just really does a phenomenal job. You know, she told me one day, and I had no idea because I'm a guy, but she said that <laughs> if a lady is pregnant and getting close to the end of her term, she should not go shooting.
2: There's a lot of um, controversy over that, yeah. but nobody wants to experiment on pregnant ladies. Well, no, so... but it's.
1: I guess it's the the, 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 the gun firing, yep. the concussion, yeah. the sound and all of that because, you know, Again, I don't know anything about having a baby, but but you know, a lot of times mothers <laughs> like to play music during their pregnancy.
2: Yeah, so the the best advice that I've heard, um, ears are about fully formed at around five months,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, so definitely nothing after about five ah. months. Um, and and yeah, I you know, I mean, there's a lot of differing opinions. Some people will shoot all the way through their pregnancy. Um, some people don't shoot at all. Right. Um, you know, I, I'd be
1: safe than sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, we're finding, that's how I went. We're finding that in the motorsports community. If you go to a drag race or a NASCAR race, you're seeing little babies now with with head protectors. or, yeah, or ear little protection,
2: little little tiny, baby yeah, earmuffs. little baby ear They're really cute.
1: And because they <laughs> found out that the the guys and girls that grew up and didn't have that have hearing issues to this to this day. Yeah. But tell us about uh, cover your ASP. So it was. Uh, t- first off, tell people what is Cover Your ASP. Who didn't know?
2: So Cover Your ASP was a um, a whole week of events with John Correa from ASP, Active Self Protection. Mm-hmm. So that's where that ASP comes from, um, and they put on a bunch of events, um, which we'll go over a little bit later in the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. I don't want to give too much information mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was—it's been a really great week. We are super excited that John and Neil from ASP came out and spent so much time with us, and they shared they so much fun? really good information. They both love San Diego, so they're
1: coming back. I got a sneaky deal. Oh, they—they
2: they visit regularly, so <laughs> we're excited to welcome them back whenever they would like.
1: And we supported some police officers for additional training which I was I, I was very you proud did. to be part of. you
2: did you you sponsored um, several tickets and your donation prompted several more donations right. on uh, from other people as well. so thank you Dave.
1: Well it's all about giving back to the men and ladies in blue. I mean because you know I everybody I think is under the impression that if you're a police officer training is abundant.
2: That's totally not true, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's surprising. But don't you
1: think wouldn't you think that? I mean, if where you work, don't you get training if something new comes up? You'd think mm-hmm. they would do the same thing for the police departments, but it's the farthest thing from the truth. They're a little bit more reactionary mm-hmm. and they're not proactive, they're reactive. And yeah. Yeah. And so, that's what was so good about cover your ass and the ability for people to support a police officer that wanted to get additional training.
2: Yeah. So so, uh, police officers—they—they they have so much knowledge and training that they need to do, mm. and so the the firearms portion of it is is very little, surprisingly, very little. Right. Um, and you know, I mean, any time they have to draw a firearm, it's it's going to be a bad <sighs> day for everyone involved. Right. Um, and you know, not that anything necessarily needs to happen, but that that training portion of it, um, you know, I they get some. I think. Sometimes it's like once a year, and that's that's just not enough for somebody who has to carry a firearm right. daily for work.
1: Well, what do we talk? We talk that you should train at least once a week, if if not more. But I know police officers have gone their whole career and never fired their gun, yeah. except to certify themselves to carry a gun.
2: Yeah, and that's the best case scenario. But you know, you'd never want to to base your your safety and your life on a best case scenario, right? Oh, you have to no, train no, no. for the worst case scenario. Right. So even, you know, even if it's even if it's some dry fire at home mm-hmm. um there has to be something that's happening on a regular basis. Right. Weekly is a great baseline. More if you can. Mm-hmm. Um but it doesn't have to be dumping range, you know, dumping ammo down range. No, no, it doesn't no. have to be, you know, visiting the range every single week. There are a lot of ways to train other than going to the range but but a class like john's is phenomenal it's such a great class so i'm super excited that we were able to sponsor three um three police officers to to take his class
1: i bet they were thrilled and the nice thing about saying or or korea's class it's all online you know and nowadays with it's not online
2: (laughs) uh so one of the one of the seminars was online
1: okay Um, But, but doesn't he do seminars online throughout the year
2: he does, uh, but he also does in-person training. So right. the 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 training that we sponsored was the in-person right. portion, um, and so it's two days, eight hours each. Uh, so they got wow. a lot of training. So I'm super excited that they were able to experience that.
1: So are you already working on next year's? We we ass?
2: definitely talked about it. So we'll we'll see. We'll figure out the actual dates, but it's right. going to be soon.
1: Well, I think it should be because. You know, that's one of the main things we talk about is training, 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 Mm -hmm. because you can never get good without training. It's just like the show before this one, the racer radio, seat time. You'll never be a good motorcycle rider or a car racer if you don't get in the vehicles and drive and drive and drive and drive and drive drive until you can't drive anymore. Mm -hmm. Same thing with guns.
2: Yeah. And like I said, you know, even if it's just handling it at Mm -hmm. home, that is, that is. Huge. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot more than not touching it at
1: all. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, so hey, we're gonna have to. We got an ops, you know, an amazing show lined up for you. So stick with us. We'll be talking more with Brad Primo. Yep. All right, that'll be exciting. He's from Lead Slingers Whiskey. No samples, sorry folks. And then we're gonna cover your ass. We talk some more with uh, Beth Alcazar from USCCA, and a whole lot more right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM
2: 1170, The Answer.
1: We are proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10 ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community. By providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates, they offer elite self defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors, and they provide rock bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn a whole lot more by going to National Concealed Carry Association.com. All right, Wendy, who have you got for a guest?
2: We've got Brad from Lead Slingers Whiskey on the line.
1: Brad, what's going on, brother? Uh, not a whole lot. How are you doing today? Uh, we're just sitting here having all kinds of fun. We're going to talk for a couple hours on radio. How about you?
4: Yeah, I'm just kind of enjoying a, a lazy Sunday here in Nashville. spending some time with family and just taking it easy.
2: Excellent. Great. So you were one of our sponsors for Cover Your Asp Week. So we're super excited and we wanted to start off by thanking you. Um, So, so tell me about how you got started with creating a whiskey
4: company. (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, I mean, believe it or not, it's kind of a long story. Um, You know, I was uh, was in the Army for a little while and uh, made some really good friends and, you know, had the experience that a lot of guys get out of being in the Army. And um, I got out, and I was a cop for a little while. My best friend from the Army joined the same police department I was in, and we did that together for a while. And then, you know, I ended up getting kind of burnt out as people do. And mm-hmm. I moved on and went to school again and used my GI bill and actually got an accounting degree. Oh. Uh, so, I went from, yeah, I went from being a, a paratrooper to a, a midnight uh, cop to to an accountant sitting in an accounting firm. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that didn't really work out. So I lasted about two years uh, sitting in a cubicle and, um, you know, it just wasn't for me. Uh-uh. During that time, uh, you know, my buddy from the Army, he went back in the service and ended up meeting up with uh, the guys that started Black Rifle Coffee, uh, oh, Matt, nice. Matt Bass, and, mm-hmm. and Jared Taylor, those dudes. Um, great coffee, by the way. Yeah, yeah, great dudes. And uh, he called me up one day and, and he said, hey, we're, we're starting a, a company. We need somebody to, to run the books. And so I was like, well, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and so from there, we, we started, a, it was actually a t-shirt company started at first, Article 15 Clothing. Um, but, you know, we kind of got that bug for entrepreneurship and, and being your own boss. And, and um, you know, I had a great opportunity to kind of be active in the veteran community and, and you know, really kind of, uh, you know, formed a, a really cool thing where we had you know, veterans and first responders and police officers and their families and their supporters. And everybody just kind of came together in a great community. And uh, so we decided, you know what, let's let's do something else, you know, because T-shirts are are just one thing. And so um just having some good connections and, and we decided you know let's, let's try making whiskey you know we've, we've all uh you know for better or worse spent a lot of money on whiskey <laughs> uh, you know in our lives so maybe we should make some of that back why, and, why, uh, why do
1: i see you guys sitting on couches big fireplaces, smoking cigars drinking and sipping on whiskey say i bet we could make good
4: whiskey what do you think right <laughs> Yeah, I mean it was actually kind of close to that. I mean I was, you know, <laughs> it was just you know it just seemed like a no brainer because it was just you know we're all you know whiskey fans mm-hmm. and um, so you know we, we actually had a buddy that had a small distillery with some capacity, extra capacity in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and or uh, just outside of Oklahoma City and you know I finally when I had my fill at the accounting firm I actually uh, I walked out of there on a Friday and I was on a plane on Saturday. Uh, nice. going out to Oklahoma to, to meet with, with Garrett and to, to see if we could, you know, work together. And uh, from that point on, uh, we just kind of hit the ground running with lead slingers and, you know, it was, you know, kind of, again, like all this kind of came naturally. We, you know, we, you know, whiskey is something that uh, not only do you have to have a good product, but you got to have a story to go with it. Right. Yeah. You know, people like, people like to have, you know, people like a story, you know, they yeah. like, you know, they like a, a story with their whiskey and, you know, especially if they are a you know, whiskey, for me, it's kind of a social thing. It's, it's best enjoyed with a buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and so sometimes that's where the conversation starts is whatever bottle you're drinking out of, like, what's what's the story? Uh, so it became a good way for us to kind of, you know, put our personal stamp on it. Um, that's a big thing for me. Uh, everything you see in that bottle is what I believe.
2: Yeah, um, so... You
4: know, we, don't, we don't mince words.
2: So that brings me to a quote that you have on your website. So it says... And that is why Led Slinger's name is devoted to the Second Amendment and all Americans who exercise it. Like those who stood at Lexington and Concord as the British tried to seize their arms and said no, you understand that freedom exists as long as you are willing to defend it. Like the men who tamed the West, you understand that you and you alone are the master of your faith, pursue happiness, and terminate any who threaten your life or liberty. Ledslinger's Slinger's salutes you. America salutes you. Now pour a shot of boldness (laughs) forged in the minds of battle-hardened patriots and enjoy.
4: Wow! So tell
2: me about that.
4: Yeah, how'd that come about? (laughs) Yeah, you know, we actually have a couple dudes on our team that are pretty good wordsmiths, and uh, again, it was a matter of how do we convey, you know, who we are through this product, Mm -hmm. and and what do we believe, and and, you know, where do we stand with things, and I, I think that. All those things you just read, I mean, there's to me, there's there's nothing extreme or out of bounds or or strange about any of that any of that stuff. Um I think that, you know, that that passage is a good um encapsulation of, of what it is to be a, a free man living in, you know, in my opinion, the greatest country that's ever been on the face of this earth. Um, right. And so that was that was just the best way to convey it, I guess.
1: That is awesome. Well, Uh, One, we thank you for your service. I I served as well, so I know exactly what you're talking about, especially the camaraderie you have with your uh, uh, fellow uh, men and women in the military. But let me ask you this, okay? So you never made whiskey before, but you had a guy that was doing a distillery. How did all your minds get together, and did you make a totally different whiskey than what was
4: being made in his little brewery? Yeah, so you know, I was I, I'm the point man, right? I, so I, I run all the the day to day operations, you know, on our our business side. Um, you know, as it's pretty much been, you know, especially the the decisions, you know, to how to make the product and what it's going to be, it, it pretty much all just been left up to me. That was kind of the we, you know, when we kind of figured out how to work together, everybody kind of took their piece uh, of what they're best at, and everybody's pretty pretty content to let that guy do what he's supposed to do.
1: So it's, um, Hey, it, let Brad do it. Brad'll do it. Let
4: him do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much how it worked <laughs> out. And, uh, you know, but you know, it, it works out. I mean, again, it, you know, we kind of fell back on, you know, all of this came from, uh, you know, infantry and special operations background. Right. And, you know, in, in that world, you know, everybody has their job and you're expected to do your job and, and more importantly, you're trusted to do your job. Right. And so that's kind of how we've operated as a company is everybody just kind of trust the the manager left and right to do what needs to be done. And we just communicate that. And, you know, it's been successful. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, how many tastings did you have? You guys have to go through till you finally hit, hit, hit the, the right product in your minds.
4: You know, surprisingly, it wasn't as many as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, you, know, you were hoping. You were hoping. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you can't quite get it right, man. You guys keep on doing it. <laughs> um, you know, what it ended up being is, is you know, fortunately, Garrett, our distiller, he had, you know, several, you know, mash bills kind of in his back pocket that he was you know, toying with and thinking mm. about. and And so I was able to kind of go through several of those actually fairly quickly. You know, I mean, frankly, there were some that were just right off the top not going to happen. Right. Uh, and then it became like you know you get the handful that's okay. This is this is where it's going to be tough because you know for me like you know everybody's taste in whiskey is a little bit different. Sure. You know, and, and there's some people that, that prefer kind of a sweeter whiskey, some people prefer a lot more you know heavy oak flavors. Some people, you know, it's just all these different you know, I mean, there's many different tastes in whiskey that our people. Um, so for me, it was like having to kind of forget about okay, I like. This a lot, but you know, probably the that's going to reach a lot more people, knowing that maybe my tastes are a little, you know, a little bit uh, I can't think of the word like just different from others. Uh, yeah, you know, finding a product that appeal to most people. Um, so that was probably the bigger challenge that I had in, in when we were selecting which which match we would go with is, is kind of being able to put your own biases aside for a little bit and, right. and uh-huh. figure out what's probably going to be the best product for everybody.
1: And, and that's not easy to do because you're absolutely right, no two tastes are the same. And what I might like, Wendy may not like it, but then, you know, maybe Brendan would like it. So it's really a hard line to follow. Uh, and the other thing I always love, when somebody takes something for the first time, like, for example, my wife does not drink a lick. But every once in a while, I'll I'll have a cocktail. I'll say, here, try this. And she'll take a sip. I say, okay, now wait a second. Now Now take another sip. Mm-hmm. because you can never take the first sip and make a decision it's got because your palate your taste buds they all got to get used to what you did with that first sip and then try the second sip and then you can make a a, a, a certain dis- distinction so that's why when somebody says oh I, I don't like whiskey well you need to taste it but you got to do it more than once right
4: yeah absolutely and there's i mean there's actually a technique to tasting whiskey as well, you know. I mean, some people just like to throw it back, but no, no, if no, no, really, no. If you really <laughs> want offended, yeah if, yeah. if you really want to get that, get the the whole palette of flavors that you can get. You know, you, you kind of. I mean, like the way I do it is you just kind of take a sip and, and hold it in your mouth and hold your breath for a little bit, mm-hmm. and you just kind of let it linger, then swallow, then then exhale. Right. And exactly. that's the best way to kind of get that full. You know, you get the the nose, you get the, mm-hmm. the, the middle part, and then you get the your back end. And a lot of times that'll bring out some more floral or fruity flavors that some whiskey has and right. also get some good leather and oak in there as well.
1: Well, these people got to quit watching cowboy movies. If they quit watching <laughs> cowboy movies, we'd sell a lot more whiskey or people would appreciate it a lot more, right? <laughs> yeah, possibly, you know. But again, if,
4: if you drink it however you want to. Yeah, it doesn't make it's, any difference.
2: It's been a really interesting, like, development of how whiskey has come along, though. Because oh, yeah. It, it really used to be, you know... You just, you had to just throw it back, mm-hmm. but now it's, <laughs> Cause now it was it's so
1: nasty. <laughs> that was what it Well,
2: now it's like as as complicated as wine tasting yes. is. There's different levels, oh, different, sure.
1: you yeah. know,
4: different
2: it's flavors Sommeliers
4: that do whiskey and, yeah. and everything else uh, you know, it, it, bourbon is in, in rye whiskey. I mean, you know, I, I love a good rye whiskey and that's really the, the original American whiskey. That's what George Washington made right. in Mount Vernon. Right. Um, you know, bourbon has come on really strong, you know, and it's an American whiskey and in the world over, you know, bourbon was always kind of, you know, the, the stepchild, right? I mean, everybody was talking about scotch and Japanese mm. whiskey, you know, being the best, yada, yada, yada. Like me personally, I, you know, I need to make a friend that has a good scotch collection because I've yet to find one that really, you know, has that life bulb go off over my head, you know, where I, where I finally get it. I mean, I've had some, but you know, I just I need somebody to kind of guide me through that. But otherwise, it's
1: going to so get strong. real expensive. That's all. There
4: is right, too. right, exactly. You get real expensive, and and you know, so far, like I just, you know, it's just not my thing. I think, yeah. I think maybe people are finding that bourbon's a lot more accessible, to, yeah, to, to new to new whiskey drinkers, yeah, than, than scots or Japanese whiskey. I know. Hey, well,
2: we'll talk about that a little more in the next segment.
1: Absolutely, we're going to mm-hmm. take a quick little break here, folks. Uh, we're going to come back uh, after a quick commercial. We're going to talk more about to Brad. Right after this on FM 96.1 AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. Hey, law enforcement has a really tough job. And a lot of the time, officers need to pay for their own training. Well, we created a training scholarship program to help officers get world class training and help build relationships with the gun owner community. We just want to thank the whole gun owner radio community for, for supporting this program. We had a wonderful time. We were able to send three officers to the two-day training with John Korea and active self-protection with which is outstanding. We received a great suggestion to continue the program year-round and that's exactly what we're going to do. We're working on adjusting the program for a year round operation right now, but be on the lookout for announcements on law enforcement training scholarship program. So right now we'll go ahead and come back with our guest. You want to introduce him again?
2: Yeah, we've got Brad from Lead Slingers Whiskey who is telling us telling us a little bit about the history of their company and also about whiskey in general. Yeah.
1: So how'd the name come about?
4: Well, again, it was just, uh, someone sat at an epiphany <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, well, how do we, you know, I mean, we wanted to be kind of fun, right? Mm. I mean, it didn't need to be something super serious. Um, you know, like some sort of the state whiskey or something like that. Right, and, right, right. Um, you know, and we had toyed with some ideas, uh, before and it just made sense. Just like I said, I mean, we, we all came from, you know, infantry and special operations background. We've all, did multiple trips to Iraq and Afghanistan, and, mm-hmm. and so it's just, it's who we are, right? I mean, that's exactly who we are.
1: Yeah, I love the name, Lead Slingers. I think that is just cool as heck. I'll have to take a look at the, a bottle of whiskey and see what the logo looks like, because I'm sure that's just about as cool.
2: It's beautiful. We actually got to give away a couple of, uh, well, maybe next
1: time. By the way, Brad, I, I do five hours of radio, and I was telling Wendy off air, uh, I have this one hour. It's just called yak, Yakking with Dave Stahl, and it's just a whole hour, and I would love to get your contact info and have you come back, and well, I'll be happy to donate an hours of time just talking about lead slinger because I think it's an important – I think it's a really important topic, and a lot of people are, are truly in the dark when it comes to, you know, whiskeys and bourbons and scotches and, you know, the ones that know, know, but the ones that don't know, don't know, and they'd like to learn. So if you want to do that, we can have some fun.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, cool.
2: So, speaking of bourbon and whiskey and scotch, so I'm I I actually don't drink at all. Um, but if I if I'm correct, uh, bourbon is only made in Kentucky, right? Is that correct?
4: Well, that's semi correct. Misconce- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, sort of. It's, it's a misconception. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get these emails every now and then from people, you know, kind of scolding me because we're not made in Kentucky and we shouldn't call it bourbon. Um, And then I, you know, have to politely educate them a little bit. (laughs) Um, So what it is is that to be legally called bourbon, it's actually the set of rules set forth by the federal government. And so, yeah. And so to be legally called bourbon, it has the um, just made in the United States and it has to have a mash bill. that's at least 51% corn. And it has to be aged in new, unused American white oak barrels. And that's what it that those are the things you have to have to be called bourbon whiskey in the United States. So it that's, doesn't have to be made in a particular state.
1: That's the criteria.
4: Well what that's about what about Scotch? So Scotch technically, I mean, so that's actually have their own set of rules uh, in Scotland, but to be Scotch, it has to be made in Scotland. Anything that you uh, um, that you taste that you know you may call it Scotch or something like for example, Uh, My wife is actually from Spain, and that is not a whiskey culture. They're a a wine culture, and they've got some beer going on. But there's, like, one distiller in the entire country, and the whiskey they make tastes a lot like scotch Mm. because it's scotch style, but it's not made in Scotland, so they can't call it scotch. Gotcha. Interesting.
1: Okay, so that's – so then we got bourbon, and then what about whiskey?
4: So you can – I mean, whiskey is, you know, it's made from grain, and it's aged in barrels, you know, so you have – uh, single malt whiskeys, you know, Irish whiskeys. I mean, Australia apparently has a, an up and coming Scotch style uh, whiskey distilling industry growing down there, I think in Tasmania. Um, so that's really, you know, if it's, if the whiskey is connected to a region like Scotch or even, mm-hmm. you know, bourbon or something like that, then I mean, each country is going to have, you know, uh, definitions kind of to sort of protect uh, what they would consider their, you know, their national uh, style of whiskey or whatever.
2: So, so Kentucky is pretty much the whiskey capital of the United States. Even though there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's a lot of other places where where it's it's made. Um, mm-hmm. But what what do you think the international like perception of American whiskey is?
4: It's growing again. I mean, I, you know, my. You know, like you mentioned, my wife's from Spain. So most of my international experiences is, is traveling there and visiting with her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I noticed uh, whiskey when we're there. And, and you know, it kind of struck me one day, kind of what we're up against uh, competition wise, because uh, I was out with um, some family members and, you know, back in the good old days when bars stayed open as the late as they wanted to and you could go everywhere. And uh, it was probably about four o'clock in the morning. We kind of stumbled into this little bar in this tiny town that my wife grew up in. And uh, the bar is actually below the street, right? So you have to go down some stairs. It's below the street. And we walk in, and the first thing I see is a giant, lighted, old number seven Jack Daniels sign. Oh, interesting. (laughs) You know, I mean, so like in the middle of nowhere, Spain, like you got bottles of Jack Daniels. And I got a buddy that was deployed, uh, and he was in in northern Iraq. um, and given his job he's able to kind of go off military base and stuff and and they could go to bars and like you, you buy jack daniels in northern iraq <laughs> you know Like wow. so, uh, does it taste the same uh, though it should uh you know once whiskey goes in glass
2: yeah it, i mean coke be and you know coke and stuff or or even mm-hmm. even like american beer is different mm-hmm. in in other countries so sure so i think yeah. one of the i think my husband actually told me this story in Spain, you know, soldiers would order a Bud Light, but it's like a 9% beer or no, something there. it's 3-2.
1: Remember 3-2?
2: Here yeah. or, or there? Over
1: there. Well, the one thing, they'd, the, the, they'd let the military guys, especially, you know, depending on what base you were on, the basic training especially, they'd let you drink as much beer as you could drink. <laughs> but it's 3.2%, and you, you couldn't drink enough to get hammered. But they, but it, you know, they were all young kids. We were just joining the military and sitting in the PX, right,
4: Brad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when I when I went through, I mean, they had us locked down pretty good. But you know, once once you got once when I went to airborne school, yeah, you know, you got nights and weekends off. So like that's when the dudes were trying to drink all the beer to get their hands off. So.
1: Well, of course, I was stationed in Kentucky, and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize what's the percentage of Kentucky that's dry.
4: Uh, I'm not sure. It's I don't a know. Pretty, like, it's I know- a pretty high number. There is. I mean, that's kind of a unique thing you find across the South, really. I mean, I'm here in Tennessee, and uh, we've got a lot of dry counties that are all over in East Tennessee in the mountains. Yeah, can you that's believe that, Wendy?
1: Here's 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 Kentucky, the capital <laughs> of the world, but yet I think it's 80 percent of the wow. counties dry. So you could not, you know, you can't go out and sit down and 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 have a drink because uh, it just wasn't it wasn't there. It's kind it of the just, Bible well, Belt, I think, had a lot. Yeah, of I mean, yeah,
4: to with it. yeah. Quite famously, I mean, the county where Jack Daniel's Distillery is located here in Tennessee is a dry county. That's that's exactly so. right. That's right. It's the n- number one selling whiskey in the world, and, and you cannot there's no liquor stores there.
1: Hey, by the way, since you're in Tennessee, make sure you go to the to the Chattanooga Motor Car Festivals coming up in a couple of months. If you haven't been, it's absolutely amazing.
4: I'll have to look into that. I love I love Chattanooga. It's a fun place to hey, hang out. It's really is. I love that place. So.
1: So, so what? How many different types of of, of of bourbon do you make, or is it just a one one style, one flavor?
4: Yeah. So we we do just one single bourbon. Um, you'll find you'll see it in two different labels, though. So we have our our main line label, but then also uh, we we do a thin blue line version, uh, and we use some of the proceeds from that to assist uh, you know law enforcement every, any way we can um nice. you know, we got that you know, we got that idea back i think it was 2016 when i don't know if you remember or not I think it was like five dallas police officers got assassinated uh, nice. in one day mm-hmm. they was doing their job and um you know i had a background i mean i was a cop for six years uh, my buddy was with me for a couple of years we had another guy that was border patrol for several years and so it kind of hit close to home mm-hmm. and uh we all felt like we needed to do something and so we came up with this label. Uh we actually the first batch we sold, uh we actually sold for a hundred bucks a bottle online. And um we sold a whole pallet of it in about seven minutes. Wow. And so that was thirty six thousand dollars uh raised for the families of those officers. That's awesome. And we realized that's amazing. It, 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 we realized we had something. And so we you know, we changed the label up just so the people who bought those hundred dollar bottles have something special. Um but we changed the label up a bit. We've been selling it ever since. And so it's the same bourbon is in our main bottle. It's just labeled differently to kind of let you know that if you buy that bottle, um, you know, you'll you be helping, you know, uh, a cop somewhere down the line or his family.
1: Okay, so you uh, got Lead Slinger mm-hmm. bourbon whiskey, and by the way, mm-hmm. at Cass Carter's, it's only thirty-seven ninety-nine, which is extremely well priced. What's the blue line bourbon? What what difference is that between the, the other one?
4: Yeah, and that's the one I was just describing. Okay, it's the same it's the okay. same, same liquid in the bottle. Uh, just we just do something different with the proceeds from it. Same thing with um, fighting spirits. Fighting spirit is our rye whiskey. It's a hundred percent rye mash bill, and mm. honestly, I mean, it's probably my favorite product that we do. Yeah. Uh, I, I like a good rye whiskey. Uh, this one, it drinks a lot like a high rye bourbon, really. So you get a lot of the rye flavor, um, not quite as much of the rye spiciness as you get from some rye whiskeys. Okay, uh, pretty nice oak flavor to go with it. Uh, we have that. We do a cinnamon whiskey called Napalm. That's
1: for yeah. that's for Wendy. That's the one I'm going to get yeah. for Wendy. Oh
2: yeah, for the non-drinker. Cinnamon
1: or or le- mm-hmm. Napalm cinnamon. Can you yeah. imagine?
4: <laughs> it's good. It's good. It tastes <laughs> like you know you know those little red hot candies. You get the I knew you were going to say that. They exactly awesome. like those. Yeah. So we got that. We do a spiced rum. Um, you know, spiced with uh, actually fresh Mexican vanilla beans, so it has a nice Ooh. vanilla flavor to it. Okay. It was great in the cocktail. Um, and then we, we just, we got a vodka out. And it's, oh, really? Guys, yep. Yep. Cool. It's, uh, so it's still fairly new. Uh, we we kind of had the unfortunate or you know, the bad luck. Is, you know, we launched that right when everything got shut down for COVID last year. Oh, <laughs> so, of course you did. So you kind of hit the reset button on that and, you know, kind of circle back and, and, you know, start putting some effort behind it. And then we also have a single malt whiskey called Minuteman.
1: And then what about rum? It looks like you got lead slinger, black flag mm-hmm. rum.
4: Yep, that's our spiced rum. And like I said, we do the fresh basilica vanilla bean, and it's actually made with uh, blackstrap molasses as well. That Uh, sounds intriguing. Yeah,
1: and this is coming from a girl that doesn't drink. Well, (laughs) well, you know. I used to back in the day. But whiskey is a sipping drink. It's not, you know, you, you sit there, you're relaxed, you're on the couch watching a fire or just sitting with your friends, and it's a sipping whiskey. It's not something that you just chug a lug or. You know, pound down. So, and I think that's what what makes us unique. And by the way, I love your logo. That logo <laughs> is awesome. Can you get uh, hats and shirts and stuff from your website?
4: Yeah, uh, we do have an online store. We have hats and shirts available. Um, you know, everything's in stock tonight. As far as I know, I haven't checked in the last few days. <laughs> um, Tell so us yeah. your website. It's www. www.ledslingerswhiskey.com.
2: Excellent.
1: All right, buddy, you're the best and. In- uh, I'll get uh, your contact info from Wendy, yeah. and I'll reach out, and we'll get you and one of your partners, and we'll we'll actually have an hour show on KCBQ and have some fun.
4: All right. Sounds great.
1: All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170.
2: The answer.
1: Hey folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM
2: 1170. The answer.
1: While clean, lube, and protect your gun faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your guns. It's also natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Seal One was founded by a Navy SEAL here in San Diego, and all their products are made in the USA. Seal One is also a strong supporter of the San Diego County Gun owners, so we are very proud to have them on board. Clean your gun faster and better with Seal One. Use the code GOR25 for a 25% discount off your first order on their website, so check them out. All right, Wendy, who have you got next for a guest?
2: I'm super excited about this one. I haven't talked to her in a little while, uh-huh. but um, I have Beth Alcazar on the line from USCCA. She's a fellow Well-Armed Woman chapter leader. I think I met her, gosh, maybe five or six years ago now. Um, I think it was in a Chief RSO class, Mm -hmm. probably. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to chat about what she's been up to lately. Beth, are you there? I am here. And, yeah, it's been such a long time. It just breaks my heart, especially you know, the last couple of years,
5: it's like everything gets canceled or postponed yeah. or whatnot. So it's been rough.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we we got to get back together soon. Um, so we'll we'll make that happen. But you just yeah, had a really Yeah. But you just had a really good uh, couple of weeks getting together with people. So tell me about Ambassador Academy.
5: Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, It was just in February, in fact, uh, almost a month ago, I guess, or a little bit over a month ago, the 13th through the 17th, we went to, it's near Orlando, I guess. I don't know how many out there are familiar with WAFT or the (laughs) West Orlando Firearms Training Facility, also known as Tactical Disneyland.
2: (laughs) That sounds intriguing.
5: Uh, Yeah, and it's not just known as Tactical Disneyland just because of the proximity to the very infamous house of Mouse out there in the Orlando, Florida area. But it's also, I think, got that moniker because it's such an innovative and just amazing facility for training of all types, whether you're looking for more of that hand-to-hand combat or you're looking at um, knife training, flashlight, low-light training. So it's not just a firearms range. There's a lot, lot of uh, force on force and munitions and things like that. But Ambassador Academy is kind of an interesting animal. I've been looking at it for several years now. I think we were maybe the third class, perhaps. It, okay. It's been an it's been an annual event, and I think they're going to try to do it twice a year, just because, um, just because it's broadened kind of the the audience, if you if it were. Um, it initially was focused on. On the brand ambassador. So mm-hmm. think about Diana and Ryan Muller, the guy, the two, the power couple that kind of created it. Think about them. You know, they're pro gunners, they're uh, sponsored shooters, they hunt, they teach, they're out in front of the public, they're also big 2A advocates. Right. And, you know, that's a lot of hats to yeah. wear. Even though it's all gun and 2A related, that's a lot of stuff to be able to speak proficiently, to be able to shoot proficiently, to be able to kind of juggle all these various tasks. So they created this really cool event where basically I kind of call it where the two A pros go to learn and play, because that's exactly what we do. We, we learn a lot of really great stuff, but man, it's also so much fun. I cannot lie.
2: <laughs> so it's focused a lot on the, the is it how, how much of it is focused on the brand ambassador part?
5: You know, I think that's maybe where it's starting to, you know, I don't want to put words and die in Ryan's mouth, of course, but I feel like it's starting to maybe expand a little more than maybe their initial idea for the brand ambassador because Mm -hmm. I'm not a sponsor shooter. I do competitive shooting for fun. Um, But there were also several others there that are not sponsored shooters. Their main roles are Second Amendment advocates or Mm -hmm. their firearms instructors or their editors or uh, lots of different kinds of jobs and career paths there. Mm -hmm. So now the focus, I think, still is, I mean, think about any of those jobs or any of those roles within the 2A community. Think about how often we're engaged with media and how sometimes that can be negative or hostile communications. So there's a lot of focus on how do you deal with that reporter who doesn't agree with anything you're saying or Mm -hmm. is trying to maybe lay a trap for you or make you look bad in the 2A community. We see that a lot. So it's really an interesting spin on Um, you know, how to conduct those interviews and stay in control of your message and make sure it's a powerful and meaningful one.
2: That's such a great program to to think about. I mean, we're we as Second Amendment advocates there, we're we're growing in number. Um, people are getting more outspoken about it doing more things you know creating more tangible results especially when it comes to engaging in the media and you know at San Diego County gun owners we've been very lucky that we have a very positive relationship with most media companies so it hasn't been an issue but that's something that I' I'm like constantly worried about when I'm right. going when I'm doing media appearances you know, like, are they going to take this one line out of context? And, you know, so so it's, yeah. it's really great that, that Di and Ryan are, are putting together something that will help improve 2A advocacy all over the board, all across the board.
5: Exactly. And that's where I think it was very meaningful for me. I mean, granted... I'm editor with Concealed Carry Magazine, so it makes for a really good story. Don't get me wrong. But as much as I went there with that in mind, I was learning. I was soaking up knowledge. I was getting really good networking going on, but I was being challenged in a a place where I, I was allowed to mess up, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. if, if I didn't say the right thing, it's okay. In this environment, we could say, okay, well, no, nope, let's rewind. We would not say that. Let's mm. polish that. Yeah. Let's fix that. What would be a better, more powerful, more effective way to say that? And the same thing goes for, you know, like the self-defense training. That was also a place where I could mess up and I could practice and I could fail in an environment where it was safe and where i could you know fix those missteps or i could work on things that maybe i'm just not naturally gifted or naturally skilled or just hadn't practiced that was an environment where across the board we could fail in every way possible and yet be supported by this phenomenal cadre of instructors and a wonderful group of friends that were going through the same process and just grow and learn together because No matter what our backgrounds are, no matter what our, um, I guess, current job positions are or what our role is in the two-way community, we all found such unity and togetherness. And, you know, that's what the anti-gun crowd is most afraid of, is that we're all going to find each other and be a strong, unified force, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and
2: that actually brings me to a really good point because that's kind of the purpose behind DC Project as well. Yes. So talk to me a little bit about that program.
5: Yeah, the D.C. Project is also a brainchild of Mueller, and it started probably, I want to say, five, six years ago now, where the initial idea was to bring one woman from all 50 states together in D.C., to speak with our legislators and our representatives and to be there in person, to put a face to the second amendment and really show these different folks that, you know, that old stereotype about the gun owner is so ridiculously gone. I mean, we've got women and young and old and, you know, we've got all backgrounds. We've even got um, folks from the liberal gun club. I mean, there are so many unique, yeah, so many unique and diverse women that are coming together for this this fight for our right to protect ourselves and, and and who we love. And it's just so powerful and so meaningful. So it's grown a little bit since then. And now we've actually sprinkled ourselves throughout the states as well. Yeah. So, you know, there should be, like, there's California, you know, there's uh, Texas, where I am right now about to teach a class. And of course, my home state, Alabama, there's Um, representatives and groups that are trying to just be in the know to be informed and to be knowledgeable about what's going on and and how to use your voice and how to make a difference for our community
2: that's amazing so so tell me tell me some of the things that you personally have done through the dc project
5: well, because of the D.C. Project is actually one big reason that I got involved with my own state's gun rights group that Bama Carry. I'm actually on the board now, and I think it was the encouragement I got through D.C. Project and the knowledge and the know-how and kind of being thrown right into the pool head first, You know, here you go. Go talk to your representatives in Washington, D.C., right here in the midst of all this chaos. Go for it. Yeah. Um, it, kinda, it-, it kind of emboldened me with the— uh, knowledge and know-how and and kind of also started that fire, like, now what else can I do? You know, how do I continue this message? And um, obviously, the local message is probably one of the most important and most powerful of all.
2: Right. So so one last question before we go to break. Is talking to your local representative as intimidating as it sounds? (laughs) Yes and no.
5: (laughs) I would say it can be intimidating, especially if you've not done it before, but all in all, they are just, for for you know, lack of better terms, I would say they're mostly, I guess, normal people. Some yeah. of them maybe the fame, fortune, or powers gotten into their head, but um, it doesn't matter whether or not you feel intimidated. It's such a necessary thing for us yeah. to do to make sure that they're seeing us as real people and not just blasting the well. The Second Amendment says so, you know. To show them real stories and not be afraid of the, the real um, emotion behind those stories of people who have been able to save lives, save themselves, and be protected because of their ability to train and safely and properly use firearms.
1: Okay, awesome. i tell you what, Beth, we're going to hold you over for another segment, so stick with us. Folks, you stick around as well, and we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about a SIG-238. Wendy is, too, later on down the show, so it's going to be great. This is FM 961,
2: AM 1170. The answer.
0: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All
1: right, folks, welcome back. Hey, self-defense and gun owners, radio FM 961 AM 1170.
2: The answer. (laughs)
1: Almost forgot. (laughs) Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately the justice system may not be on your side. If you have taken training, then you know you should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. And while you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off and neither does our coverage. Hey, guess what? Gun Owner Radio listeners, you can get a free t-shirt when you join. Just use promo code Gun Owners Radio at uslawshield.com. And if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, wave, we'll wave back. Please hit the like and subscribe button and tell as many friends as you can. And... Because Beth was so engaging, we held her over for a second segment. Wendy, introduce our guest.
2: So Beth Alcazar, welcome back. Um, She is an editor for Concealed Carry Magazine. She works for USCCA. So we are going to focus a little bit more on the USCCA side for this segment. So Beth, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with USCCA? Oh my gosh. That's one of my favorite stories. I kind of pursued
5: the company, you know?
2: (laughs) I know. I got to hear Um, this before, so I'm super excited. Yeah.
5: I know. You're one of the few that sat through maybe the long version, (laughs) so I'm going to try to shorten it here, but... The the long of the short of it is my background is in education. Uh, several of my degrees are focused on that, and I did have a career teaching um, college, university English, uh, creative writing, language arts, and um, some other fun classes. But got a little maybe disillusioned and disheartened by some of the things that I was seeing in the realm of education and the world of academia. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily. Um, something that was kind of running in the background for me was that I'd been working with the shooting hunting outdoor industry for, well, since the year 2000, basically. So right now that's a little bit more than 20 years, but always doing some like freelance work, maybe some editing, some ghost writing. And, you know, that was always something kind of running in the background. Well, my world's just kind of fell apart at one point in time. And I lost a, uh, my, job was actually terminated when I was 37 and a half weeks pregnant with my third, my last child, and I kind of thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my life right now? Do I focus on teaching? Do I want to be stuck in this kind of thing that I'm not happy with? Do I try Mm -hmm. to do freelance writing? But long, happy story, basically, Um, I reached out to the editor of Concealed Carry magazine, talked with him. Hey, could I possibly do some writing for you guys? I know we discussed it before, but honestly, Wendy, I had no idea what I had to offer at that point in time. I was a mom with a gun. How boring is that? <laughs> that's not, uh, That's the
2: exciting part because that's not boring at all because nobody
5: think
1: so.
2: Yeah, I mean nobody else nobody else was that person in the industry exactly. at the time. Exactly. And I think that was just kind
5: of a real just that was the serendipity right there is that Um, It wasn't really focused on at the time. I was able to start the blog, Pacifiers and Peacemakers. I was able to write a lot of articles for Concealed Carry magazine. Um, But I really wanted to focus more on women and products for women. So I convinced them we needed to do some videos and we needed to do women's curriculum. And then we needed to do a women's section of the magazine. And lo and behold, they did all those things and basically decided that it would probably be better to bring me on board rather than pay me as a contract person, (laughs) you know? So
2: (laughs) Keep all of your intellectual property. I
5: guess, sort of, and not have to pay me per project. And, I mean, it's just been an awesome experience ever since, just to really um, kind of combine this love and passion for teaching and educating and bring it into the world of firearms and really make sure that they played
2: nicely together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so you helped write, or you wrote the, um, I'm oh, I'm going to get the title wrong now, but the, the Women's Concealed Carry book for USCCA. Yes,
5: it's the Women's Handgun and Self-Defense Fundamentals is the curriculum that I created with uh, USCCA. Um, and what's really cool is that when the book went into its second edition, a dear friend of mine redesigned it and she is just phenomenal. And then another fabulous friend of mine edited it and she is phenomenal. So you can literally say, that this curriculum was created by a woman, designed by a woman, edited by a woman—all for women. So it's like a real powerhouse yeah. of, of opportunity there. That's so. what I like
2: to hear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you've helped design their um, women's curriculum, and you have been a trailblazer, I think, in the firearms industry when it comes to representing women and making sure that women are included in things like publications and education and stuff like that. So you uh, hinted at me that there's some exciting new stuff coming with USCCA. That's right. Um,
5: Not only have we really
2: pushed hard
5: for female representation across the board wherever it was feasible and it wasn't forced, obviously, you know, Wendy, how all of us ladies in the industry hate it when something is forced. Oh, like that nine. is not acceptable. Oh, yes, that, okay. So we've worked really hard then um, across the board on things like that. But now I have had the joy of creating a children's curriculum. So my husband and i got a chance to film some e-learning and that is currently i think available through the usccas protector academy which is a real cool thing our members can go through and kind of get their training on their own pace at their own time right. almost like different levels of, of of school and classes but right now i have just finished up the actual textbook and nice. we're now we're looking toward putting together Um, not just the curriculum itself, but some workbooks and other fun things. And, you know, there are other programs out there. It's not like, Hey, we need to compete or we're trying to do one up on someone else's program. It's just, throwing out some new innovative fun activities and ideas and bringing it into the USCCA family as an offering for for all of our current instructors Mm -hmm. is something that we're really really
2: looking forward to do so this is a program that instructors are going to be able to teach or is it something that we would access through the website it should be available to teach
5: at some point in time which i'm really pumped up about so Uh, Slowly but surely, taking some baby steps, pun intended, just making sure that we get everything in order so um, we can do this the way that I've envisioned it. You know, with, uh, I've got three kids of my own. The oldest is almost 19, so she's almost out of the nest. The middle child, my only son, is 11 and my daughter is now 7. And it's been really cool because they've kind of been our prototypes. My husband and I have been training them <laughs> since they were young. Yeah, and we've yeah. tried different ideas on them and with them and kind of gotten some of their opinions on these uh, different parts and pieces that are going to be part of this curriculum like is this cool is this yeah. you know something you would do would you enjoy it so it's been great they, they're harsh critics sometimes
2: but <laughs> they always are but huh? i've loved it so oh so, my gosh so much <laughs> so what age range is this geared towards because mine well, are two cool and thing. five Yeah, that's the
5: cool thing with this curriculum. Um, The book, of course, the textbook is geared towards the instructor or the um, educator, the teacher, the parent, whatever, and allowing them what they need to be able to teach
3: Mm -hmm. the
5: children. But the workbooks, um, which I am really putting my heart and soul into right now, they're split up into sections. So there's an age three to five and how to work with that group. Then there's an age six to eight and kind of focused on, you know, the learner characteristics and teaching strategies for them. And then nine to 11 would be the third group we focus on. But then there's also um, ages 12 to 15 and 16 through 18. So we split it up into five
2: kind of categories to hopefully
5: scoop them all up where they're going to best fit.
2: That sounds amazing. I'll definitely check that out.
1: All right. Hey, Beth, thank you very much for taking time out of your day. Give the website one more time.
2: You can find us at
5: usconcealcarry.com.
1: All right. You have a wonderful next week and we will talk to you down the road. All right, folks. No. Hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with Wendy Sig. 238 review right after this on fm 961 am 1170 the answer all right folks welcome back to gun owners radio fm 961 am
2: 1170 the answer hey folks
1: don't you love my shirt Gun Range San Diego. Go down, pick one up. It's really nice and cuddly. You look really comfortable. I do. I love this shirt. I bought one myself, and you guys brought me one. I'm thrilled to death. Great range, family-operated. They'll treat you just like family, and it doesn't make a difference what your level is. They will treat you fantastically. I hate to say it, but there are some gun stores out there that if you're not a pro, they don't even want to talk to you. Well, that's not the way uh, the Gun Range San Diego operates. It's all family from A to Z, from training to purchase to their amazing rental fleet. Oh, my gosh. If you're thinking about buying it, you go shoot it first. All right. Hey, prmi primeres.com slash alpine. So are you in the military? Are you looking for help for a VA loan? Well, if you're looking to buy a refi or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. That'd be Chris Wiley at Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. All right, Wendy, what are you going to show us today?
2: Well, I'm not going to show it. I'm going to do a product list, product review because, okay. um, because it is a firearm. So... Uh, I w- I'm going to talk about my uh, everyday carry gun. Okay. So it's a SIG P238. Mm-hmm. It's a little 380. Um, SIG makes a bunch of different versions of it, um, and there are still two of them that are on the roster, which is something that's kind of important.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: you can still purchase it. Um, they're going to be a little hard to find because the ones that are on the roster are not... Um, in their current line. So it's it's some it's, it's a ver I know it's let's so put confusing. it on the uh. list so that you
1: can't buy it because the guys don't make it.
2: Yeah. So so there's, you know, they made a bunch of different versions of the same gun. Um, but this is just a a really great example of how silly the roster is. So the roster is model specific. Mm-hmm. So if I have, like for example, if I have a Glock that is black mm-hmm. and a Glock that is FDE, those are two different models. So Glock either has to get both of them approved through the DOJ, which is expensive and complicated, or, or they only do one. So you can buy the black one, but not the FDE one.
1: And isn't it true that if they do get a gun on the roster, they have to take, what, two off?
2: That's one of the new regulations. Um, I think it might have been three off.
1: Maybe sure it not. is three. You know, I think that's yeah. what we should do in, in Congress. You know, for every law that <laughs> you're going to pass, take three of them off.
2: Yeah, that's a great idea. But
1: it's so silly because it's, like you said, it, this particular firearm, if you change the color, mm-hmm. if you Cerakote it, let's say.
2: No, so, yeah, so you can, you, but you can buy it and then Cerakote it afterwards and it's but, totally fine. But you
1: can't buy it, Cerakote Yeah, if it's not on the list. Yeah. Yes, folks, our politicians sharp. Yeah. And that So roster, now why did you pick Now I have mm-hmm. to just say is that a popular gun amongst female shooters?
2: Um it's probably not the most popular, but I really like it. Why did like you pick it. It? What what
1: what did you enjoy about it?
2: So the the reason that I really like it is because I also enjoy shooting 1911s. Okay. Um 1911s are pretty unique when it comes to semi-automatic pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, they're single action only. So when you carry it, you carry it cocked and locked. Mm-hmm. Um, and the P238 is basically, a, a miniature 1911. So it's a micro compact, gotcha. uh, micro compact 1911. Um, the whole thing is the whole thing's only like five inches long. Oh, wow. And oh, I have all the stats here somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's such a great size for me to carry well, and
1: you don't have big hands
2: no i don't so
1: you need a firearm that's going to fit in your palm of your hand so that you can do all of the, the the maneuvering and 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 what you, whatever it is that you need to do whether it be training or actual shooting so and how did you find this where you like at gun Range san diego and you Went into their rental fleet and found one and said, "Ooh, this is nice."
2: Um, I don't believe they have one on their rental fleet, but it was it was basically like Something that. Like I, I that. saw yeah. it somewhere and I was able to to hold it and and manipulate it and experience it, and I I really liked it. It is on the small side, so um, because it's a micro compact, mm-hmm. um, it's even it's it's actually almost too small for my hands, even uh. though I have small hands. But that's part of the reason why I like it because I concealed carry this every single day and you know i know that there are people out there even with my frame who can carry a full-size glock 19 or Mm -hmm, glock 17 mm -hmm. um but i just found that i wasn't able to do that a fully loaded you know uh glock 17 with 18 rounds in it is is pretty heavy um so Mine is, it, so the full length is five and a half inches, um, and it's only a couple pounds fully loaded. So um, so it's something that I'm comfortable with, that I'm able to carry every day, that I'm not going to be like, oh, it's really heavy. I don't want to, I don't feel like yeah. doing it
1: today. Or you can't get comfortable in the car. Yeah. Because there's a bulge. <laughs> what, what? How is it for recoil, you know, when you fire it?
2: I uh, I think it's it's pretty good. Um, so it's a 380 so there's a little less kick than a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that I really like about this gun is that it's a full steel frame. Mm-hmm. So there's it's not plastic. it's um, it's very evenly weighted. Mm-hmm. So when you are shooting it, it really I feel, I feel like it hardly kicks at all.
1: right And it's durable because it is all steel. Yes, easy to clean.
2: Uh, it's okay. It's not, it's not bad, but. If anybody's ever cleaned a 1911,
1: they know that. Well, if you have CO1, a, a then you don't have to worry about it. Do well, like- it's
2: the it's the disassembly process yeah. on a 1911 that's really painful. Well, do like so Mike not- does,
1: just smother it, <laughs> put it under the sink, wash it oh, off, you're golden. Yeah,
2: I'm not convinced that that's the best I way. I'm
1: not think. either. I can't. <laughs> why do I imagine his gun's all rusty now? I don't know why. He
2: says there's no rust. I but know we'll that's what he that. says. But um, but there's it's the disassembly process, so it's not as complicated as an actual 1911, but it's. It's not as easy as my other sig or my other Glock or whatever. Right. you know those are really easy takedowns. Um, but it's not bad, you know and, um, and I don't I train with it, but I don't shoot it a lot. I don't shoot it the same way that I'm shooting with my full size mm-hmm. ones that I use for home defense or something like right. that. I know so. this
1: sounds like a plug, but if you join Gun Rain San Diego. they will clean your guns for you they do so join (laughs) one of their levels of membership and you never have to worry about it i know
2: i have totally recommended their membership based on that alone that alone
1: (laughs) well lance pelkey who used to be the co-host here Mm -hmm. that's all that's the only reason he did it because he'd go in and shoot the you know what out of it and then hand all his guns to him and say call me when they're ready
2: yep back to my own heart simplicity simplicity yes. has has its advantages yeah
1: there are people who like to take things apart and put them back together mike's not one of them he loses all the springs we have already <laughs> talked about that and to me i would rather just let somebody else take it apart put, because they're the experts they do it all the time yeah the
2: fly. yeah so um so yeah i i really love this guy i've had it for a few years and my particular version of it is not available on the roster um, I have a rosewood Uh-oh. version. I know it's really yeah. pretty. Uh, so the one that is on the roster is the the HG the and the TSS. So that's, okay. they're they're both stainless steel and alloy, um, like two tone kind yeah. of looking things, um, and they're they're both great. Um, one of them is heavier than the other, which I actually like the weight of it because um, it helps balance the you recoil. You have the heavy,
1: heavier of the two?
2: Yeah. So my version is is all alloy. Um, and then it's got these beautiful rosewood grips, which I really like. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty. And uh, mine came with tritium night sights. So mm-hmm. they, they glow in the dark. So okay. highly recommend um, if your carry gun doesn't have tritium or any sort of you know night light system night sight system um yeah you can it's a super easy upgrade so so i definitely recommend
1: that so what are we looking at price wise say from the very very basic you know and i know accessorizing or as you call it hot rodding You know, As you're, I call
2: it. That's what you guys <laughs>
1: in the industry call it. It's called hot rodding. Okay. Maybe they're just saying that for my benefit. But what are you looking at price? You know, if, if somebody's thinking about buying one, what, what's the range roughly?
2: So the MSRP is 679 Okay. Okay. Um, and, of course, with guns that are hard to find in California because of our really awesome, not awesome roster, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, the price is going to vary a little bit. But, uh, but it's definitely. I, I've carried this gun for four years now, wow. and and I, I really like Never it. Never an issue. No, no, you know, I mean, it's um, it's not as accurate as my full size guns because it's because it's a micro compact. It's so small. Firearm, yeah. exactly. Um, but it's something that I am comfortable with carrying every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. day. So I that part's really important to me because I don't want to give myself any excuses not to carry it.
1: Right, and and if you did get into a situation, heaven forbid, sometimes just pulling it out will take care of the problem. Yes, yeah, and I've it heard does, a lot of that. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be you know a dirty hairy, forty-four magnum. You know, <laughs> I mean, trust me, somebody's coming after you, and you pull out a pistol. Yeah, they're gonna think twice. I
2: can't conceal carry a, a forty-four magnum.
1: You'd look so cute.
2: <laughs> I'd I'd print just a little bit.
1: <laughs> and, and you would limp for sure because <laughs> that, that thing. Is, print
2: and limp, yes. That
1: thing has got to be heavy, man. I'm yeah. sure to tell you. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. So, you know, and I'm the reason I'm kind of picking your brain is unfortunately it was hard to find. I made this mistake as I've mentioned before. I bought a Smith and Wesson, you know, nine millimeter that my wife can't rack, and so she's not happy with it. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. looking to you, young ladies, to kind of give me some guidance. But I think I'm just going to throw her over to uh, uh, not be SD, so I don't have to fool with it. That's
2: right. what we're here for. I MBSD. know, and you guys
1: just do an unbelievable job. All right, folks, you need to check out uh, our website to see our Magnum interview by going to gunownersradio.com slash magnum. We just had an interview with MMA fighter Kung Lee, YouTuber Johnny B, and gun gram guy Charlie C. In fact, I think we should go ahead and take a quick break. You're listening to FM 96.1. AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome back. You listen to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170.
2: The answer.
1: Hey, that's Wendy Hoffman. She is COO at San Diego County Gun Owners. And I'm thrilled to have her as my co pilot here all day today. We've been having a lot of fun. Hey, did you know you can win free gear? Just by subscribing to our email list. Don't have to write a check. Don't have to spend any money. So, Wendy, what are some of the prizes?
2: Well, next week we're picking a winner for Chameleon Gears Smith & Wesson Leather Wallet. So, make sure you go to gunownersradio.com slash subscribe. Join our email list right now and maybe that winner will be you.
1: How cool is that, folks? So give that a try.
2: Yeah, and if you want to just go ahead and not take that chance, you can use promo code G-O-R for 10% off any style bag.
1: How cool is that? Hey, folks, Blackhound Optics, they are now a 10-ring partner. Congratulations. Accurate, affordable, guaranteed, sporting optics that go the distance, backed by customer service that goes that extra mile. You might remember when Joe reviewed some of their scopes Wow, great guys, great product, and a really good company that is making optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. Did you know their scopes come with mounts? So you don't have to worry about trying to find one that fits your gun. We are so excited to have them as an official partner on the show. Ask for them at your local gun store or find them in line at blackhoundsoptics.com. Okie okay, dokie, smoky So, what did you want to chat about this time?
2: So, I wanted to share about all the cool things that everyone who didn't go to cover your ASP week. Uh, you going to rub I, my nose. I know. And, uh, okay,
1: I see how you roll. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to go, but oh, was, I'm
2: so sorry. I know, it's been a
1: crazy <laughs> week, but, but so it so so for next year because we're gonna do it again. Yes, we are. So what what would what did what would people be experiencing since now that you guys have done it for a yeah. whole week and you really know the ins and outs of it.
2: Yeah. So, just to start at the beginning, so John Correa from Cover, uh, sorry, from Active Self Protection, uh, that's ASP. That's where the name Cover Your ASP comes from. So he specializes in analyzing self defense incidents. So he's he's watched something like thirty five thousand videos of people using firearms in self defense. And he's taken that information, and he does he does these review videos on his YouTube channel, um, which are super informative. They're such a great learning tool. He will analyze the the defensive situation, and share some of the laws that are that apply in that particular country, in that particular state, whatever it is, and also give feedback on on the things that they could do to improve right. their defensive use of their right. firearm. Shouldn't have
1: done this, should have yeah. done that. Yeah. Would have been better if he would have ducked, you know, those kinds of things.
2: Right, exactly. So, you know, using, using cover, like, hey, you're standing right next to a... a a display of you know cookies yeah stand behind it don't just stand stand there in the open yeah Yeah. exactly or like hey you're carrying a shopping basket maybe you should drop that while you're using your gun instead of (laughs) carrying it around while you're shooting
1: somebody you can go get milk later
2: (laughs) i think the shopping trip is over so yeah i
1: think it is over you just (laughs) ruined it
2: so so he he has boiled these down to 21 lessons So we were able to give a webinar on this past Tuesday. That was the online uh, class that you Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't get through all 21 because it's an actual like three hour seminar that is super informative and it's really good. Uh, But we we shortened it a little bit for the purposes of this class. So these 21 lessons are just super great. They're really designed to help you rethink your everyday carry situation. So, you know, what types of places you go to, what, um, what do you think about when you're grocery shopping? Are you on your phone the whole time? Are you standing out in the open while you're trying to like, you know, stay away from this bad guy? Or are you paying attention to your surroundings and not noticing that super shady guy in the corner who looks like he's about to rob the place because he's probably about to rob the place. Mm-hmm. So those are some really great, um, you know, lessons that he shares. Um, it's super informative. It's really, it's a really great seminar. If you can ever attend it wherever it is, whether it's with us or with um, him teaching it somewhere else, I highly, highly recommend it.
1: Well, Dick, I think you can go to the website, and you can actually get on, his, subscribe to his uh, page, And you get to see all the latest updates that he does and a lot more and a lot more.
2: Yes. I mean, there's so much content that he has. So um, so he has the 21 Lessons Learned. He's got the main YouTube channel that does the reviews of all of these different self-defense videos. I think... The ones that he's actually reviewed are something ridiculous, like 10,000 of them or something, where there's actual videos on the page there. And he also has a second YouTube channel that is more focused on education. So they um, talk about mindset and dry fire and, you know, all those other things uh, about actual training to improve your skills. So those are all really great ways to, to learn from John and Neil and the rest of the team that... that um, works at ASP.
1: It's like doing Pelotron. you know, where you're talking to the guy in there, and you're like, come on, get up off the chair. (laughs) Come on, let's get out there. And I think that's what's good about it because it's interactive even though you're not talking to him but it's almost like that type of a relationship it's a one-on-one
2: It is and he is so personable yes. um, I really I'm a huge fan of John and Neil and Steph and the rest of the team there mm-hmm. um, because they're all so genuine it's it's really really nice to see so well, they're
1: passionate for what they're doing mm-hmm. I mean they're doing this to help you They're not doing this you know to, to you know, do anything with themselves. they really 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 want you to be an educated shooter
2: yeah because that helps everybody yes. that helps the entire second amendment community and it helps people who aren't in the second amendment community right. because having better shooters and more educated gun owners mm-hmm. is it. you know it just creates a safer society
1: absolutely because there's nothing nothing worse than getting yourself into a situation you can't do anything about it yeah and you, or you don't know what to do about it yes and exactly. that old adage it'll never happen to me that well, is living with your head in the sand, yep. if you want my opinion.
2: Better to have it and not need it than need didn't it and not have it.
1: There, there you go. Isn't there a commercial on that <laughs> or something like that? I think you just stole somebody's jingle, but I'm not quite sure what it is. I hope
2: that wasn't copyrighted or something. No, I don't think so. You didn't say the
1: guy's name, so you're good to go. And he was a Bales bondsman, so. Oh. Yeah, so you're, you're close, though, but oh. not really. So... For for now, what would it's you know it's past, but for people that getting ready for next year, what's the average cost for something like this?
2: So the seminar was um, it was very it was a very nominal cost. I think it was fifteen dollars. Oh, yeah, I thought and it was pretty inexpensive. Yeah, and you know it's two hours of really good information, and we actually ran a promo this time where it was free for all SDCGO uh, um, and you know Riverside and Orange County and um, San Bernardino. And all that's our only members, ten
1: dollars to join. SDCGO
2: exactly. So So that's
1: really a screaming deal. Yep. And
2: that membership also got gave discounts for the other classes that we had this weekend as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Thursday he did a class called Intro to the Armed Lifestyle, which I was very very impressed with because it's not just about gun ownership and like here's you know here are the parts of a gun and this is a this is what a holster is. You know those are all great things that we all need to know as gun owners. But he spends a huge chunk of the class also talking about legal and moral uh, boundaries Mm -hmm. of self-defense use. And that's something that's not very often covered. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is definitely an expert in that field. So that was really, really informative. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to hopefully next year that, you know, more people can get involved. Mm -hmm. And we'll be out of this COVID hopefully. Yeah. You know, more people will be able to attend. Uh, well, we
2: actually had a full class for all of our classes. <laughs> we had almost hundred people on the seminar on on uh, Tuesday, which was online. Yeah. But the intro class was full, and then we had a two day, uh, two day shooting class, live fire class. Um, that it's it's eight hours a day. It's evidence based live fire training. So they talk about they they talk about how to apply those skills that uh, they've learned. Gotcha. That class was totally full too. And wow. that one sold out really fast.
1: So congratulations! It was a total success.
2: Yeah, I mean the team at Gun Owners Radio. Thank you guys. You guys yeah. have all done amazing and um, getting the word out. Yeah, yes, and or just even organizing all of it. You know, it was very smooth. Everything yeah. went really well. You know, except that Eventbrite thinks that we're uh, what was what was the term? Was
1: um, this the company that?
2: Uh, oh, they they kicked us off. Uh, oh, the ticket site. The, it was the ticket site that kicked us off because we were like undesirable or something. Like
1: that. Really? Oh, because it was. Oh my
2: goodness. Because of the because of the guns. I
1: know. Yeah. I know. And that's those are. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, folks, but those are ignorant people. And ignorant people are people that are not informed. You can have an opinion. I have no problem with your opinion. But like I say, if you don't like Brussels sprouts and you've never ate a Brussels sprout, that's ignorant. So you got to yeah. know what you like and know what you don't like. You balsamic
2: vinegar? Brussels... Yeah, see, oh, see,
1: see, see. Super good. Yeah, but how many people <laughs> will say, oh, I don't like Brussels sprouts? Yeah. But yet they've never ate them.
2: Got to try it with balsamic vinegar. I'm I telling know, that's you. pretty good. Or you could Got put... some nutrition advice. Yeah, I, for... like, putting man... right I like putting
1: mayonnaise on my asparagus.
2: Oh, that sounds delicious. <sighs> I love asparagus.
1: I love asparagus, too. Anyway, back to our <laughs> cooking show. Uh, so, I love food. Too, so about so. what time of the year again, probably Ooh, March?
2: I don't know. Okay. Um he has a super packed schedule. I can't imagine why. Yeah, yeah um, right.
1: And trying to well you almost have to schedule him today for next for a year.
2: year. A year out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to bug Stephanie about that as okay. soon as possible cuz we definitely want to get him out again. And uh he loves San Diego because there's a particular taco shop that he has to visit every time he's here.
1: Wouldn't well, you know that? <laughs> hey, question. I just I've gotten about two or three and I keep forgetting to ask. What's going on with Gunprom?
2: That's a really good question. So, um, the announcement is is coming soon. Uh, we're ready to share it. I just haven't gotten around okay. to, the, to the email yet. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, but we... It is coming, though. We moved it to October. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, so the hotel is very, very confident, and you know, and several other entities are very confident that October is going to be almost back to normal. Right. Um, and we'd be able to hold our event then, so... October 16th mark your calendar okay it's a lot of fun we're gonna have uh 800 or more people there hopefully and um you know we're we're
3: actually almost,
2: almost sold out um but <laughs> we're we're still we're still selling tickets but it's it's getting full um and it's so much fun it's a really fancy night you can dress up people wear fancy gowns and tuxedos. Cowboy you don't have
1: hats. To
2: wear, you don't have to wear a tuxedo. how many cowboy but, hats
1: were there last yeah, there, year?
2: There were there were a couple or a few. I'm
1: wearing mine this year. Do it. And so yeah. is You'll uh, right. <laughs> Joe Gervisi. He's going to wear his cowboy hat too.
2: I, I will keep mine off because uh, <laughs> it'll probably ruin my hair. Oh, please. but <laughs> but, uh, but we give away a ton oh, of stuff. Gosh. There's raffles
1: That's, and it's huge.
2: prizes. We do awards for people that have done amazing things yeah. for san diego county gun owners so and the it's- challenge
1: is when you're walking across the floor and you went hey bill i didn't know you were into guns <laughs> i can't that
2: happen. it
1: happens all the time i can't it's even fun. begin to tell you i
2: love it when that happens
1: i think so too all right folks well hey stay tuned we'll be right back because we've got a whole lot more and don't forget again to check out our website and uh, gunownersradio.com slash magnum we'll be right back this is fm 96. 1, AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96. 1, AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. Hey, our show needs your help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are a little eroded. So let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Parler, the podcast, or wherever you find us. Share the show and tell as many friends as you can. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we will win. Okie dokie, Smokey Stump, my nephew, Sam the Gunman. How you doing there, Sam?
6: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: We're just, li- it's just me and Wendy today. Your uncle has bailed on us again.
6: What's it's he slacking. out doing this time?
1: I, don't, uh, I think he went to a conference yep. up in Vacaville, California, which is about a 10 hour drive.
2: Yep. And it's, he should be I think dri- on the road right now. I was going
1: to say, yeah, he's probably driving back right now. So he got a pretty interesting question for you. This is from Herb in University City. What is the Sig Sour system? Referring to their innovative action design on their 1975
6: P220. Uh, what was that, from Herb University City? Yep. Thanks very much for writing in. And now, um, Sig Sauer System sounds like it's a trade name, but I, I have a pretty good conjecture as to what it is. Um, now, uh, th- this gets a little bit technical, and it's difficult to explain without actually having pistols to demonstrate Mm -hmm. with. But until the P220, um, almost every pistol, including SIG's previous P210, um, using John Browning's short recoil system, had used basically the same method to lock the barrel into the slide during the first part of travel before the barrel unlocks, um, using a couple of round lugs on top of the barrel to, uh, to keep it into the slide. The P220 moved to a much simpler and easier to machine and um, theoretically more accurate system, wherein the lockup occurs on the barrel hood where the chamber is instead of on lugs separately machined into the barrel. So it's a flat surface instead of round surfaces. Is that Is that what that refers to?
1: Well, you just blew Wendy's mind. She's over (laughs) here going, "He's almost." It was almost verbatim the answer. I'm
2: making like mind-blown signals right now.
1: Yeah, but uh, that is just unbelievable. So, Herb, keep digging. You haven't got. You didn't get it this time. (laughs) No special prize. No special prize.
6: That that was a really good question, though, and um, it's the kind of thing not a lot of people would think of. Uh, If 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 you take apart any firearm, every single cut, every machined surface, every angle was designed the exact way it was mm-hmm. by engineers for some reason. There's there's a reason for everything. It might not always be a good reason, but right. there's a reason. Um, and and if you need any proof that uh, that that change in lockup was a good idea, then you need look no further than almost every short recoil barrel pistol that came after the P220, um, they, they all use the same system because it's, it's just better in every way. It's a lot easier to machine. Um, I, the, like the, the Glock, the Walther PPQ, um, every pistol SIG designed after that, pretty much all of them um, lock the barrel and the slide together on the barrel hood just like the 220
1: Unbelievable. Buddy, always a great job sam the gunman folks you guys can try to stump him and there's great prizes if you can but good luck we've been rocking this show about 241 shows already and it's only maybe a a small handful of times that he has been stumped so sam thank you very much for taking time out of your sunday evening we appreciate it how's everything going back in your neck of the woods
6: Pretty good. Um, I think uh, I think stimulus checks are starting to hit because it was ah. kind of work today. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> well, that's what you should be doing with your stimulus check, folks. Guaranteed. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, and you have a wonderful week. Thanks very much. You as well. All right, buddy. All right, folks. Guess what, folks? It's Mike drop. Mike drop. Except Mike is not here, so it's going to be. Wendy drop, but we're not using Wendy drop because (laughs) it's just not the right thing to do. It doesn't
2: flow as well. It just doesn't flow. So what
1: did Mike leave you with today?
2: Well, um, we have a, I think it's a pretty good one. So normally it's, you know, obviously it's a mic drop but this time, you know, hopefully it's a little prettier. Uh, So normally it's a, it's a, a drop on an individual person and the last time I was here, I did also an individual person. Um, but this time I'm going to talk about a type of person. So today we're talking about the apathetic activist. I coined and who that
1: might phrase. that be?
2: I coined that phrase. It's pretty cool. So I work for San Diego County Gun Owners and I was a founding board member all the way back in 2015. And one of our many goals in our jobs is to organize the world of Second Amendment activists. Mm -hmm. So we have seen a ton of really great activists, people who plan, who organize, who roll up their sleeves. They work at tabletops, you know, some of them multiple times a month. They come to city council meetings. They help walk precincts to get candidates elected. There's so many things that our members have done to be effective activists and it's really great to see that it's humbling to see so many people step up and do what needs to get done under the banner of san diego county gun owners Mm -hmm. and you know we try to make that activism easy but there are a lot of times that i see people every day thinking that activism is complaining without doing Mm -hmm. or they think that activism is sharing a meme on facebook or or writing a post on facebook or complaining about people that they disagree with Mm -hmm. or telling other people what should be happening like filing a lawsuit but none of those things actually get anything done right? right they don't you know they might tell other people your viewpoint but Activism truly is doing activities that will result directly in a change to public policy. And that's what we are trying to do. Tantrums and snarky arguments. Those aren't going to change public policy. Watching from the sidelines don't change public policy. I've had a lot of conversations with people who don't think anything good will ever happen. Like they just believe that it's not possible to make any change. That's right. Um, And they think that, The solution is to flee, to Mm -hmm. move out of California rather than stand up to it. And some are, you know, big, strong men who say they're really tough. But then when we talk about actually getting involved, they don't they don't care. They just they're afraid of it. And those are politicians.
1: Well, in some cases, sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. they
2: are. They are. Yeah, sometimes. Um, But, you know. I'm not afraid. I think that it is possible to make change Mm -hmm. and I'm not hesitant to actually fight back. And I wanna do it for not just myself, but also my kids because they're our future, right? We live in America and the great experiment that is America is living in a country of the self-governed. And the price of governing yourself is simple, but it's expensive. You have to be involved so that price is not just money, but also time. Mm-hmm. You have to be involved in the system that was designed not to govern over you, but should is truly designed to protect you, protect your liberties and protect your freedoms. So if you find yourself deciding that your hobbies are more important than setting aside a weekend or an evening to do effective activism, or if you have made the decision that buying another AR or another Glock is a better investment than in your gun rights than donating to an organization that's fun fun fighting for your gun rights don't be surprised when people who don't fight back are making your rules and taking your rights away mm. so to the hard-working activists who i have the honor of supporting and standing shoulder to shoulder with on the front lines i want to say thank you to those who don't want to be on the sidelines but aren't sure where to start Join an organization, any one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm a little biased. Mm-hmm. I like San Diego County Gun Owners.
3: So do um,
2: I. You know, but any of them do something yeah. to to contribute to the to the activism. Right. Um, San Diego County Gun Owners. We try to make it really easy to mm-hmm. be effective. We provide ways to um, to actually give back. You know, come to a meeting and find out. Or volunteer for one of our uh, tabletops or even at a shooting social. I was at a shooting social this morning. We helped 18 people. Most of them were brand new, had never touched a gun before. And we were able to provide them a safe and comfortable experience where they're going to go off and become pro-Second Amendment voters.
1: How rewarding was that?
2: That was, it's one of the best programs that we have i honestly yeah. the shooting socials it's so much fun yeah. everybody always has a great time yeah um, and it's a great price especially yeah. now with the price of ammo
1: yeah okay was it 50 bucks
2: it's 50 bucks you get 50 Everything. rounds of ammo which Everything. is a steal right now and you get a person to stay with you so that's it's a yeah. really great program right. so volunteer on our volunteer page you know i can't wait to help Anybody who's interested. So to those who just aren't going to get involved, no matter how many victories we have, and no matter how easy we make it to help, to you, I'm gonna quote Edmund Burke, the only necessary, I'm sorry, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing.
1: And that is Mic Drop.
2: Mic drop. With Wendy.
1: With Wendy. <laughs> All right. Very good. Wendy, it has been so much fun hanging with you for two hours. It I was appreciate a blast. It. Can't wait for the boys to leave again. Hey, and if you're listening on YouTube or the podcast, hit that like button and subscribe button at the same time. Share the show with as many friends as you can. And if you're out on the bout, Swing by San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Dillon Law Group, CO1, PRMI Mortgage, BlackHound Optics, and National Concealed Carry Association. Whether you're buying or not, tell them to thank you for being on or supporting our radio show. I really can't thank Wendy enough, Sam the Gunman, Digital Master, Brendan Thomas. Go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts and latest information. And don't touch that dial. Dana's got this show in the next hour. This is going to be exciting right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961,
2: AM 1170. The answer.